and welcome to the Together in Business podcast. In a nutshell, it's about ways people can be creative, productive, and especially, well, just nice to each other at work. It's that simple, right? So let's get stuck in. In the past few episodes, we've been talking a lot about different ways of being nice, kind, constructive, and supportive to others at work. This has many benefits in terms of not only creating a psychologically safe environment and building trust, but also ultimately results in more productive teams as people are motivated and not afraid to speak up whenever they have an idea that may turn out to be great or not, but they get into the habit of speaking up regardless and that's the important bit. Or their feedback or questioning can actually contribute to great changes in processes and products. All this because people feel safe, heard and confident. So today I'm going to shift gears a bit more towards processes. But actually the subject itself is as much about people as it is about processes. As you may or may not know, I worked in digital product development for about three years where I eventually became a scrum master. Now I work in scientific management in academia, but I still apply lots of scrum and agile principles in general to the way my teams do things, how we communicate and coordinate, inspect, learn, implement, remove obstacles and so on. I see a lot of parallels in ways in which scrum and agile can be applied. So we pick and choose the bits that work for us in the way that they work for us. And this is the take-home message. You can learn the basic mechanisms from courses and textbooks and so on. And then there's the actual team and tasks, challenges and work culture at hand. So this is where the real work begins, where you have to apply what you learn to the situation at hand and make it work in sometimes very creative ways. One of the many parallels I see in academia is the scrum roles. So for example, the principal investigator, who is the boss of the lab, is the customer who wants all the sometimes not so well-defined features now, and all of them are very important. Then we have in the lab the postdoc and the lab manager, for example, and I think this would be a bit of the product owner role who is the person who needs to clarify what the tasks and the value are, accept or discard, prioritize and discuss them with the team. So it's very important to have a clear idea of what we're doing, what each task entails, what is its value and what's the priority. Finally, we have the student or the research assistant or sometimes the postdoc who is the person who's actually doing the work, building the thing. So in this case, uh, it would be the developer uh, in Scrum who executes the tasks and provides feedback on how long something takes, how complex it is, how it's going and so on. The Scrum Master role is often not done by anyone in academia or just distributed across different people 
and I think the teams could really benefit from it to kind of um, bring everything together. So I try to do bits here and there when uh, it makes sense and it is useful. So in my team, we kind of have all these roles. And another thing that I implement is the events or the ceremonies. But of course, I don't call them the official names because they would make zero sense for people in academia. But we essentially do go through them and they help us with our day-to-day -day coordination and with the big picture as well. So here's a little bit of how my team implements these things, even though we don't call them sprint planning and uh, stand-ups and all those things. So the sprint planning, we basically do uh, a weekly meeting to agree and plan what we will do in the next week. So basically, we see who's on holiday, how much time and complexity each task will take, and then we have our backlog, which would be the, the, the list of tasks for the team to achieve. So the sprint itself is the tasks to be performed, which we actually write, prioritize and assign, and then we put them on teams. That's what we use, but uh, you don't even need to have a software that does that, or you can have a different type of software. But as long as everyone knows what they're doing, it's clear, it has been agreed and it's not too much for the week. And this, of course, is just an estimation and then you do the work and then you learn from it. Um, so this keeps the scientific managers in the loop as well. The fact that we actually do have the tasks on teams because they can go and have a look and then they see how the progress is going, who's doing what, when, and how they are getting on. We also have daily stand-ups. So we, it's our daily communication between the team on progress, coordination, any impediments, how it's going, does something need to be changed and so on. So uh, my team is actually quite good uh, at doing this and at uh, finding when something is not working or asking for help if something needs to be sorted. And then we do a little bit of a sprint review and sprint retrospective. So the next week before actually getting into the planning, we look at what we achieved, what was done, what's the value, should we continue with this, should we change something? And then we also do a little bit of a reflection on learnings. And if there is something that we feel that we should implement, then we have uh, one or maximum two actions. So something easy or necessary to implement, but we don't make like a, a whole list out of this. So, or sometimes we choose something and then if there's something else, then we give it a go on the first thing. And then the week after, then we can try and implement um, um, the other learning so this uh, keeps things progressing and it keeps the team evolving and uh, inspecting how they do things but it also keeps the the focus on uh, the tasks and it keeps us uh, on track so the only thing I would say it's a, a little bit different from uh, the sort of the general list of scrum is the the pull for tasks it's a bit of a mix between Kanban, where uh, tickets are just done continuously, and Scrum, where we have kind of these packages of tasks in usually bi-weekly sprints. So in my team, we do what we would call sprints, but we don't call them that each week because that works for us. 
but then the way we do tasks because we work with a very large number of samples and generate enormous amounts of next generation sequencing data we move from one batch to the next batch as soon as the previous one is done. So it's a bit more of a continuous um, flow. And actually, this week I learned that this is a thing. As teams and work mature, people might start doing Scrum Bun. So I guess we we're doing it, I just didn't know it was a thing. So this brings me kind of to the point of this episode uh, which is not to give anyone a lecture on scrum or kanban or agile or all these things but just to say that these frameworks have many different applications and can benefit teams doing all sorts of work in very different fields and contexts so my question to you is this week does your team use any of these Either officially, if you're, you know, officially, you know that you're an agile team, or do you actually just use it intuitively? Because a lot of these things are basically common sense, are just ways of people doing things efficiently in the way that they do it and in the way that they communicate with each other. So it doesn't matter if you call it whatever name or you don't call it anything. If you're actually doing it, then that's the most important part. Also, do you have any other tips and tricks that you would like to share that you use in your teams to get stuff done efficiently? If so, let me know. Leave your feedback and thoughts on this. I would love to hear from you in the comments on LinkedIn or Instagram. Don't be shy. So I've removed the engagement week between episodes. So now each episode is its own topic and then I move on to the next topic. But still, I would love to hear from you after each episode. And that's it for today. If you enjoy this episode, consider sharing it with someone you think will enjoy it too. Subscribe, rate, review or not. It's up to you. You can expect a new episode every week on a Monday morning, bright and early at 6am CET to start the week with a good dose of positivity and motivation. Until then, be creative, be efficient, be kind. It feels good to do good. Have a fantastic week and see you in the next episode.